Hi, and welcome to Podcasting 101 with Rachel. This podcast is for busy female entrepreneurs who run their own businesses and want to start a podcast or who may already have a podcast. I want to share practical information and tips on how you can get your podcast started and managing it along the way. I'll also be interviewing other female podcast hosts to give you real insight into what it's like having your own podcast. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. This week, I'm joined with Nikki St. Paul, and she is the host of the Stories That Connect Us podcast. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. It's lovely to have you here, and I've been, your podcast has been going since March last year, which is about the same time as I started this podcast as well, and it's been lovely to connect with you and see your journey with your podcast and the people that you're interviewing. So do you want to tell us a little bit about you and your podcast and kind of why you decided to start using podcasting? Yeah, so I am the host of Stories That Connect Us. And I started, as you said, March last year, March 2022, I launched the first episode. And, you know, I think for me, one of the main reasons for focusing on storytelling and interviewing guests every other week, so I have a new episode bi-weekly, my main reason for doing that is I'd always believed that you had to have a drama or a trauma or something really big happen to have a story that's worth sharing and that's worth being told but then I became to realize that actually you know everyday people we've all got stories within us and they all can hold so much value for other people and so the main premise behind stories that connect us is that whilst our lives may look different to the person down the road or another country there are often aspects of our stories that we can feel connected to each other by. So that was really what I wanted to do was to unite people through the power of storytelling and so that people who had a particular story and were sharing it with my audience, that other people may listen to that and think, okay, I'm not the only one who have gone through or is going through X situation. And so that that really was the, the premise behind stories that connect us. I love the, we were just talking about that, about the storytelling element, and it is so interesting. I find it fascinating talking to different people and hearing. And I, th- I think that, like, my first podcast I did um, was talking to different virtual assistants and um, sharing their journeys and how they got there. And it's, like you say, it's so interesting hearing all these different stories and finding something that resonates with your own story within those people And I, like everyone likes to hear quote unquote celebrities stories and I'm actually more interested in just people that are like me or in my network because like you said, you don't have to have something big happen or be famous for you to have a story that's going to resonate with other people. You can have that. We've all got stories that will help other people as that well. is exactly it it's everyday people telling us an aspect of their story because obviously we can't tell a whole story in half an hour or 40 minutes but whatever story they share if there's just one person who either feels less alone 
or one person who starts a conversation with a family or friend or their employer, depending on what the topic is that is being discussed, then that's the aim. I mean, we can get into that later. Yeah, that is, I think that is such a valuable story to show in a podcast to have with having those making that connection. And that is all what we all want as well. We all want to have, find that connection. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So what what made you choose podcasting to help get this, the storytelling element out there? So I know many people started listening to podcasts in lockdown um, because it was something to do whilst they were on their one hour uh, out today. (laughs) I have been listening to podcasts for many years prior to that and always loved the audio. Um, And I remember even as, as a child getting... Um, This is showing my age now, but cassette tapes from the library and listening to audio as well as reading. I did lots and lots of reading of fiction, but I also loved audio cassette tapes. I loved being able to sit there and close my eyes and almost feel like I was being taken into this other world, particularly if I was listening to fiction and fairy tales and things like that as a as a as a young girl. So I've always loved audio as a channel. And I think I learn best through audio. So even, you know, studying, I would always, um, you know, record myself into a dictaphone, record my notes and then listen back and, you know, hope that somehow, some way that the knowledge would seep into my brain. (laughs) So I've always loved audio as a channel. So I think that was why I was sort of really um, drawn to, to podcasting. In terms of why I decided to start it, I mean, I've been wanting to start it for years prior to 2022, at least two, three years. Uh, But it had always been one of those things that kind of got moved to the back of the to-do list and I'll do it next year and how do I do it and who will listen and all those kind of creeping doubts and assumptions that we make and we stop ourselves from doing what we want to do. Yeah, I agree with the audio only channel we were saying just before we came on recording it is something special and personal listening to something um audio rather than watching it i i like to take i discovered podcasting a few years before covid as well and i would go out for a walk and listen to them on my headphones i also listen to a lot of stories as a child my kids absolutely love listening um not cassettes now though on their alexa (laughs) dots and something but they absolutely love stories like that and I think my daughter listens to Harry Potter on repeat most nights and it's just something about that that world like you say that makes it a more personal um form of engagement I guess yeah I I think it allows for real focus on what is being said Mm because there's just you know you you don't have to look at anything you don't have to touch anything. You just press play and that's it. You just listen. Um, so it's just that one sense that you're tuning into, but you're using all of your other senses mm-hmm. to make sense of what's being spoken about. So no, I really love audio. What kind of helped you overcome your, you know, your concerns about or your about starting and is anyone going to listen? How, how did you kind of make the leap into starting Yeah, so I was having a conversation with somebody and, you know, the usual thing would come up is, oh, I'd love to start a podcast this year. And when somebody asks you a question, a really open, a really good question where they say, well, why haven't you started it? And it was it was said in a way that I can't quite replicate now, but it was said in a way 
that I was like, well, why haven't I? You know, what's stopping me? And I think what I was able to overcome was not the, the fear or the, or the doubt. Like, that was very much still there. It was, okay, I don't know what steps 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 look like, but I can figure out what my next step is. And that's the way that I worked it out. I thought, right, what are the things I know I need to do? I just made a list, a long list. I love getting a list out. Um, <laughs> Me too, love a good list. Love a list. Um, so I just made a long list. I thought, well, I need a name. I need to figure out how I'm going to, where I'm going to host it. I need to figure out if I'm going to do solo episodes or guest. And I chose the guest for the reasons that I've just spoken about in terms of connecting through others and sharing people's stories. And I thought, right, how can I, how can I get some guests? Right, okay, I've got a couple of platforms that I'm a member of. I'm just going to post on there and see what happens. So I didn't have this very um, sophisticated guest strategy at the beginning at all. <laughs> it was just like, you know what? Nikki, if you just get one guest, that's all you need to get started. And that's how I went along for quite a number of months, really, until I started to find my feet a bit more and had more of a an intentional focus about the t sorts of stories that I wanted to have on. I really wasn't picky at the beginning. I mean, luckily, I got some amazing guests early on. But I think I probably would have taken anyone who'd, who'd, who'd said yes that they would wanted to come on the show. Whereas now I'm more actually, well, that's not the direction that I'm going in. That's not the topics that my audience resonate with. So I'm, I'm more comfortable to, to say no. You, you've made an important point there because I think that when we're all starting out, like we were saying earlier about podcast evolving and when you start, you don't know what you don't know in effect. Exactly. And you do have to start somewhere. And I think that I was the same when I first started mine. I was like, okay, I really wanted to do a podcast. What could I do it on? And then as you go through the process and you have more guests on and you get more of a direction, you can then start, um, you know, moving the podcast in, in that yeah, way. funneling it down. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to have all the answers to begin with and no. they're often the things that do stop us from actually starting the exactly. I mean yes obviously your fears as well in, in the imposter syndrome around people listening and getting your message out there but none of that will happen unless you actually get an episode out there that is exactly it is that if you figure out what your next step or even your next step after that once you've done that the next thing will become clear and, and I think that sounds maybe a bit idealistic, but that's exactly how it worked for me. I just brainstormed all the different things I think thought I needed to do and then just try to prioritise what I thought was the first thing. Mm -hmm. And I may well look back on that now and say, well, I could have done it this way, but it's just like... And I think the other thing that I would say is that I managed my expectations about what I thought success would look like. So I thought, well, I'm, I'm not going to say that I want to be the next... Mel Robbins or the next diary of a CEO or all those shows not saying that people shouldn't strive to to get to high levels within podcasting but for me it was about figuring out why I was doing it and what I would be happy with yeah it's it can be hard not to get caught up in some of the 
um, stats like that, like how many people are listening. And I know for myself, for this podcast, um, you know, I don't have hundreds and thousands of listeners, but that's kind of not how, why I wanted to start it. Like you say, you wanted to start it to look at the different stories that connect that connect people and you've not I think starting a podcast going right my whole point of doing this is to get a hundred thousand listens in this amount of time that's kind of like I think that's the wrong way to start your podcasting journey um I've been I don't know if you've heard of Janet Murray who does the courageous content podcast and she does a lot of um stuff online but helping women um business owners with their content but she's talking about you know there's there's podcasts that have very small listenerships but they still they're still getting their message across and they're successful in that way so you're right changing your view of success so like when you're saying if it could reach just one person and help them that would be for me with with mine how I started my solo episodes to know that I've helped somebody like you say one or two people that for me was what I wanted to do the whole point was to help other people start their podcast or get that information out there because I know what it's like wanting to start a podcast and not knowing where you not are knowing where to start exactly and I, yeah and I knew that I mean obviously I'd have loved it if it had got like you know ridiculous amount of views but that wasn't what I've tried to keep in mind with shaping my podcast it's that's been at the back burner of it yeah. And but I mean it is easy to get caught up in them. But um I think a lot of people I've seen a lot of people in the space or like on LinkedIn and things like talking about not getting caught up in those kind of um statistics and um Yeah, I mean I know. do I do review. Um I yeah, think at imp- the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I would say because the numbers were so small that I just <laughs> I just thought I'm not even gonna bother to look. Yeah. But I, I do now do a monthly review. And I'm looking for trends, looking for themes, looking for any insight that might help me in the future months. Yeah, maybe what particular episodes did better than other episodes and what was it about those guests and those things that were talked about that really resonated with your audience. What would you say your, or who would you say your ideal listener is? Or do you have a specific demographic in mind? So looking again at statistics, looking at analytics, I would say that the majority of my listeners, so about 65, 70% of them are women mm-hmm. um, and the rest are, are men. Um, generally sort of in their 30s, 40s. Um, obviously there are people who sit outside of those brackets, but I think outside of those basic gender and age demographics, my ideal listener is somebody who really wants to learn and be inspired from other people, who wants to take an experience that somebody else has had and use it as a way to move themselves forward. Mm-hmm. And my ideal listener is somebody that realises that life is not just full of highs, it has lows and it has a very messy middle. <laughs> and, and often that's where a lot of the growth comes from. And I really try to tease out from the guests that I interview the lessons which they've learned, the advice which they would pass on so that potentially it could stop somebody else from doing the same thing or maybe they'll still do it, but they'll do it with a knowledge that 
of, of, of somebody else's lived experience of, of that topic. Mm-hmm. How did you find the tech side of things when you first started? Was that, um, did you find that daunting as well? Or, or were you, are you quite tech savvy and you were happy with um, getting set up on the host and microphones and whatnot? So I am not what I would class as tech savvy. Um, I'm not a technophobe, um, but I'm, I'm not one of those people that's always the first to try something. But I think one of the things is that once I'd realised that I wanted to keep things really simple, I wanted to keep them either free or low cost at the beginning. So that then narrowed my options down because I was trying to avoid paid options to begin with because I thought, let me just give this a go and, and see how I can do it at low to no cost. And so I, I started using, using Anchor. Uh, via Spotify and I listen to podcasts like yours and and others to to give me the steps and the guidance around how to set it up with your host and often a lot of these platforms themselves have got great tutorials on how to do things they've got help desks they've got chat chat um, functions where you can just ask the questions and nobody knows who you are so you can just ask as many questions as you want so I think that was the that was the main thing I I had just thought, right, okay, let me just ask the questions. Let me just give it a go and let me just trust in the process. Yeah. Anchor, I started with Anchor um, in my first podcast. I've moved on to a paid platform now, but because I'm a podcast manager as well, that was something I wanted to explore, you know, as a, a paid platform as well. But Anchor was perfectly suited to my needs when I first started out. I found it quite simple to use once I'd figured it out. There, like you say, there's a lot of information out there to with guides to help you kind of get started. And uh, I mean, I do have the advantage of having a husband who's a sound engineer. So he really helped me with, um, he had some mics and things to start with um, before I invested in my current one. Um, but I think it's very easy to start with very low costs that's what um, i did yeah I, I i think that there's a tendency right i need the best microphone the best head the best headphones i need a boom arm i need this i need all, all all these different things and i just i went with a sort of basic setup and i've upgraded over time um but that's only based on whether you feel that you want to but to be honest it's not I'm not trying to diminish the importance of good audio because that is very important however if the content's no good then it doesn't really matter yeah. if the audio is crisp and clear but actually they're not resonating with the content that, that you're putting out episode after episode yeah, if, if you're only worried about the tech before you start a podcast, that's not where you should be. You should be more focused on... What's your on, why? Yeah. What what are you trying to get out of it? What's your measure of success? If it's a guesting um, show, what's your... what what um How are you going to obtain guests? If it's a solo, what's your first 10 episodes looking like? What is your content plan? That should be where you start with, not... Oh, yeah how can I, you know, how many microphones do I need and lighting and all of those things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I totally agree there. I, I think, I mean, even with our smartphones these days, you know, you, there are things that you can do to help 
make the audio sound better, like shutting your cats out and shutting the window and all those kind of things that you can yeah. do um, to to make it sound clearer so you don't have those extra outside sounds coming in on your audio. Um, you know, you don't have to spend however much pounds on a, on a microphone and a studio setup. I kind of felt a little bit, because my husband's a sound engineer and he used to work for the BBC and I was thinking, oh podcasts radio production broadcast and I was thinking oh do I is that what I need and then when like delving more into it actually no that's not what you need but I think there is a misconception around around that and I know that there are some podcasters that were in broadcasting and obviously their take on things is slightly different to of course someone like myself or for you starting or for a lot of other solopreneurs that want to start out um their podcast but I think that that should not be a barrier at all for you starting your podcast start on your phone you you literally can start on your phone and I know some people will shudder when (laughs) when they hear this but you know you can and then over time if you know you get a few episodes in then you can start to think about different equipment I mean obviously if you have something outside of your phone then use that but if you but if you don't then don't let that stop you and I think even something down to the name it's so easy to get bogged down in finding the right name. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, uh, it was one of the quickest decisions I've ever made. I was like, okay, well, look, this sounds right. It's I a want- great name. I agonised it for mine <laughs> for ages. And I couldn't come up with one. For, and I just went with Podcasting 101 with Rachel because there were some other Podcasting 101s out there. But I love your name. Stories That Connect Us is so, it's so simple, but that is exactly what your podcast is about. That's it. And, and I, I, I literally just then did a quick search to see if there was any other podcast with that name and, and there wasn't. I created some artwork in Canva, but had the free version of, of Canva. And it wasn't until later on that I invested in getting some um, more professional artwork done and getting a set of social media templates to help me with, with promotion. But mm-hmm. to begin with, I just designed it myself. It wasn't the best looking, but it did the job. Yeah, I was going to ask you about um, marketing and promotion. Um, I know that you do audiograms. Um, what, how do you feel about audiograms? Do they work well for you? Because I've had some conversations with some other podcasters and seen some things that they, or oh, audiograms are dead. But I mean, I for one absolutely love audiograms, but I don't I know. I do. I do. I mean, they are so easy to, to use. I use Headliner. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. And... I find that it's a quick way of getting a key part of that conversation out to the audience. Obviously, then you would select a clip that you think would resonate and would want people to download the episode and then listen to the full story. So that does take time selecting your clips. But I I try and select maybe four or five clips per episode and sort of Mm -hmm. drip feed them throughout that fortnight. Yeah. I've got a very clear process now, whereas before it was a little bit more ad hoc. But yeah, I think um, you can use free Canva to, to, to um, design your cover art or you can, can pay for someone to do it. Yeah, I use Canva. Um, I still use Canva. I have the pro version. I don't know what I do without Canva. <laughs> I do. I've got the pro version that. now, but yeah. I started off with, with, with the free version. Yeah. You said your process took a little bit of time for your promotion. What kind of process do you use? You spend the two weeks leading up to your episode promoting the one coming up. Yeah, so what I do 
is a few days before the episode's due to air, I will start talking about and revealing the guest. And then I'll drip feed a little bit more information about the guest, you know, their sort of shortened bio. And often the day before, I might sort of release a, a teaser audio. And then on the day, I'll, I'll talk about it. And obviously, another thing that's very helpful is actually getting the guest to support and do their own promotion. You can't force people to do that. But it's something that I do cover up front. And I find that the more successful episodes are the ones where both me and the host, sorry, both me as the host and the guest are really trying to um, get the episode out there and they're sharing it with their network. So I, I use Instagram and, and LinkedIn as my two main uh, platforms, as well as anybody I personally know, I might share a particular episode with them if I feel that it would resonate. I don't email everybody in my yeah. in my connections every single episode but if there's one that I think oh that person that I know would find that interesting then I'll share that with them but yeah LinkedIn and Instagram I would say that are my main ones that's a nice way to do it to send an episode like personally to somebody yeah. I haven't I haven't done something like that do you have email marketing do you have I a newsletter no I don't. I, I, I think that actually, particularly if people are doing this as part of lead generation for their business, then they will likely have an email list. Whereas mm -hmm. when I started this podcast, it's, it's, a, it's a real passion project and something which I was doing because I was really passionate about getting people's stories out there. I can understand if people have a business that they will be wanting to um, really drive their subscribers to... Mm -hmm other aspects of their business other parts of their offering so that makes total sense I, th I think that is a good idea now that I'm moving into the world of breath work and as a breath coach then there might be ways that I start to integrate aspects of that but you know my entry into podcasting was really something that I wanted to do to share everyday people's stories mm -hmm. as opposed to get leads in for right. the business yeah. Okay. I like to just let people know. Um, I mean, they are people that have signed, some, some of them have signed up through my lead magnet about to let, but I like to let them know like the episode that comes out each week. Um, but I do like uh, sending an episode personally to somebody. That's a really nice thought as well, something. Have you thought about putting together like a playlist or anything like that of your episodes, if any of them have particular themes someone brought it up to me the other week and I just thought it was a really interesting no, tell me more about that what what do you mean well I, I know someone that has guested on a lot of podcasts and she created a Spotify playlist on her website so that you could easily find the um, episodes that she's featured on um, but in within my um, host for Captivate you can create a playlist so depending I guess it depends on what your podcast about so I thought about maybe creating a playlist of all my guests to offer the offer insights um, into what it's like podcasting or the ones the episodes that really help people out in the beginning um, so maybe if there's particular episodes um, of yours that resonate with somebody um, or like there's a theme going on maybe you could create like a little playlist that helps with a particular issue or a particular good point I mean, because there thing. are there are a number of episodes that are related that people talking about self-care about self-love mm -hmm. about yeah. joy 
you know, those things have got, they are interlinked. Yeah. So there might be opportunities to group certain things together so that if somebody is interested in yeah, anxiety that or, yeah. or um, depression, for instance, mm-hmm. if there are a couple of guests who have spoken on, on those topics, then helping them to know you might also like to listen to these other two. I, yeah. I really like that idea, actually. Yeah, it was actually uh, my friend Hannah, my client as well, she had the idea. I thought, oh, that's a really good idea, actually. It just helps just keep those ones. And that might be something to send to somebody personally as well that might enjoy like a collection of your episodes. Right, so that's something we can both take away. Exactly, watch this space. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, How do you feel that it's all going as podcasting? Are you happy with, um how your podcast has evolved and progressed and do you have any I say future plans but is there anything that you would like to do with your podcast so in terms of how do I feel it's going I mean I am now on season two I have launched 21 episodes and I've been going since March 2022 so at that level if you'd have told me in March 2022 that I would have had 21 episodes and in my second season I would have said oh my goodness how am I going to do that mm-hmm. because my original vision of success was look let me get to six or seven episodes because that's more than a lot of people get to yeah you're right yeah there is a lot of people that drop off at absolutely uh, pod fade I think they call yeah. it <laughs> yes um <laughs> and so the fact that I haven't faded and the fact that I'm in the second season at that top level I am, I'm really, really proud of getting to that point. In terms of, I guess, qualitatively, one of the things that I love is when people contact me and say, I listened to this person's story and I really resonated with it. I listened to this person's story and I shared it with a friend who's going through a similar thing. I listened to this person's story and I had a conversation with somebody that I've been meaning to have for ages. And these are things that I've received and so that tells me that I'm doing something that's providing value to to other people yeah absolutely having that feedback from directly from your listeners it's a really good feeling um you're probably my most engaged listener Nikki, <laughs> and I love it when you send me little messages like that um so yeah so thank no, you I do you. <laughs> I do love to support other podcasters mm-hmm. as well um because sometimes you're feeling like nothing's working out and someone can just say to you, hang on a minute, no, like that episode that you did, that really helped me answer a question I had. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a small thing that you can do, but you can make a big impact on, on somebody else's day. Yeah, I do try and support um, the other podcasts that um, I listen to as well. And like you say, it, it's nice. I think when you are putting podcasts out, episodes out there, you, you know, you don't know how they are being received um and it is nice to know that you're hitting the mark if you will and exactly um, your podcast is doing what you would love it to do for people have you got a piece of advice somebody who is looking to start a podcast or your top tip yeah so it's a term that I came across actually recently so I can't um put my name to this phrase but it really resonated with me so messy action that is that is the thing that I'm going into in 2023 is that I can sit and and I can 
ruminate over all the things that could go wrong and all the things that I don't know and all the people that won't listen or I could just take some messy action and I, th- I think for, for me that's the path that I would encourage and support people to walk down that path of just taking messy action and it will get tidy as you as you move along if you, if you really are keen for things to be neat and in boxes but that's just not how life works anyway no life is not neat and in boxes it is not highs and no lows it is messy at times mm-hmm. and so i would say let's get messy with our action and we will learn and grow with, along the way and it's and i think the other thing i would say is it's okay to to pause if you need to if you've got things going on in your life and you can't launch episodes for a period of time just communicate communicate Mm -hmm. with your audience say to them like the next episode will be in whenever you think it's going to be and then coming nearer to the time then you relaunch and say hey the the next episode is coming out on tuesday don't forget to subscribe Mm -hmm. so we all have lives that sometimes things come in left field so that would be my advice is messy action and it's okay to take a pause or it's okay to decide that you want to stop as well like that is equally fine yeah absolutely I love the messy action and that really resonates with me right now (laughs) kind of like we were saying before we hit record that that is something that um I feel like well we were talking about the comparison game weren't we and I've been looking at try to look at my business more strategically and, and looking at my podcast as well. And then I, I feel a little bit frozen in that. Am I going to do it right? And like you said, unless I actually start doing something, taking that messy action. Well, then you I'm won't do anything to, right yeah. if you haven't started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's easy. Um, it, it's not. I think that would be naive of me to say that. But if you just put one foot in front of the other, just like walking. Yeah. yeah. And... That, that next step, what's yeah, that next step? Mate, yeah. I actually did make myself a list in a, a Sharpie that I'm going to stick on my wall. I was like, right, do this, then this, and this, and don't worry about anything else and That's stick it. to that little yeah. list. <laughs> I've got it here, actually. You can't do this on the podcast. But I was like, right, do this. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, that's, um, that, like is great. That, <laughs> that is great advice. And for all of you wanting to start a podcast, um, and you think it's going to work well for you, then get into that messy action and get started. Thank you so much for coming on, Nikki. You've shared some such valuable insights and advice into your podcast. Do you want to just let people know where they can find your podcast? Absolutely. So Stories That Connect Us is available on all the major podcast platforms. Just type in Stories That Connect Us in the in the pod, in the platform that you use and uh, you'll find me there. I've got loads of episodes loads of things for you to get your teeth stuck into so please do um, check it out yeah absolutely and what I'll do is I'll put all the links in the show notes so you can go directly from here to listen to Nikki's awesome podcast thanks so much I'll catch you soon thanks for having me Rachel bye bye thanks for listening to the show if you'd like to connect with me or get in touch then head on over to my website If you liked the episode, then I'd love it if you could leave me a review in your chosen podcast app. Your feedback is much appreciated. See you next time.